not funny anymore, Sean. It is kind of funny, isn't it? I don't know. I I find it funny. Welcome to Mashup 39. Uh, You know, it's funny. Our first uh, go at uh, uh, streaming for a second week in a row or second time streaming. uh, Second week streaming in a row? I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing tonight, folks. I'm watching Mm -hmm. the screen and I'm like, hmm. I didn't realize this is how three uh, videos was going to turn out on the live stream, so I'm a little annoyed by that, but what are you going to do? Either way, how's everybody All doing good. tonight? What do you mean you're annoyed? Because we're stacked or you want a side-by-side? <laughs> uh, I mean, that's uh, whatever. I mean, it's 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 like, this is this is what it's going to look like. Uh, happy to, or ha- happy. Like, I'm just, I'm bungled up from last night still, too. Like, I just, I'm trying to spit things out. But Eat I think more I'm brand. I think I'm coming off of last night. That's that's probably what's happening. We got Marty up north joining us tonight. Should be fun. Thanks, Marty. Uh, Marty for uh, Marty. Like you know, see, like I, maybe I should just sit back and and just school's watch. not a place for smart people, Marty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, good thing we're doing this tonight and not last night because I think, uh, like you guys, I had a good weekend. Uh, good buddy of mine came down from Edson, and uh, long story short, I got a new Fitbit. And it measures your sleep. So I thought, let's do an experiment. Let's get just completely plastered, and then let's see how that records <laughs> on the Fitbit. <laughs> so did it say that you were comatose for the end of it? Or it what? pretty much said I was comatose. Yesterday, I was not a pretty human being. <laughs> nice. Not that I'm ever pretty. Well, we're we're trying out the second week of, of live streaming. So for anyone watching, if you want to comment, it should feed us through comments here. If you're on Twitter, uh, we'll we'll try and track it, check it towards the end, so we can see if there's any fun things uh, that people want to talk about uh, towards the end of this. Um, here in Lloyd, we had uh, Vance Crow, uh, Quick Dick McDick, and Steve Barber on stage. What did you think of that? Mm-hmm. Uh, Twos, uh, you were were you inebriated like Marty, or or did you behave yourself? No, I just had a few beer, kept it classy. You know, I'm I'm a morally upstanding individual, and and I didn't feel like embarrassing myself either. Uh, I had a great time, though, and actually probably just the absolute highlight of the entire 222 minutes chronology happened last night when somebody told me that they were, I told you this, but Marty doesn't know this. So they were at the comedy show that Quick Dick McDick and I did a couple months ago in Lloyd, and um, he bought a shirt for his son, and then his son wore it to school, and a teacher pulled him aside and said, I don't know if that's appropriate for school. And all it said was 222 minutes on it. And so, yeah, like not only did they know who I was, but apparently the school knew who I was. And then when the apparel showed up, they, well, as long as he wasn't wearing your t-shirt with like two basketballs underneath the shirt, then perhaps it's okay. Maybe. (laughs) Well, that's only okay for shop class. Yeah, maybe. Oh man, uh, well, you're you're kind of a big deal there, Tuesday. Eh? You're kind of a big deal, buddy. I guess. I mean, people are starting to people are starting to hear all about us, Sean. It's That's right. it's kind of cool and interesting. <laughs> um, I got, we got to give a shout out to Drew McKay. I, I, I'm hoping I'm saying your last name right, Drew. Either way, I butcher everything, so why not another name? Uh, he came up with the idea for small businesses. Um, you know, we, we had Rohan for the end of 2022, and in 2023, we're, we're looking for sponsors. Anyways, he came up with the idea of small businesses want to help, and they want to mm-hmm. be a month here, month there, whatever. And uh, so he's he's going to be our February sponsor, uh, and 
his company. So we'll be talking about that in, in February. And now we got a, a sober October sponsor. And so if you're looking to sponsor a month, you think it'd be a lot of fun to have us uh, jibber jabber on about that. Uh, shoot out the, 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 a message via the text line. And what, what do you got, Tuz? I, I see you, you got well, your, your I'm, hand up. I'm kind of curious. I mean, we've got time to figure it out, but do I need to be sober for the whole month of October or just for the so, show? No, no, no. So it's, it's sober October with no swearing yeah, I, in the show. Okay. So no swearing in the show. And no drinking. Presumably for the month. no drinking booze in the show, but I can get drunk no. any other time. No, yeah, no. Yeah. It's, so, it's sober October. We got to do the month. Huh. Quick question. What do, you, what do you think is the easiest month to stay sober? None of them. No. No. I, Sean, <laughs> is it is it not too late to give this guy his money back? I I, I think, Marty, uh, I always say the summer months, and people laugh at me that, but I, I love a, a beer in the dressing room. So I think the winter, especially in Canada, where you get to play hockey all year. See, I, I, I couldn't go golfing or do something in the summer and not have a beer afterwards. So, uh, so you know, if I had to pick a month, I would say March. March. Hmm, there you go. Well, to yeah. each their own. But no, yep. twos. Sober October. You're doing it. Don't e don't even give me that. Like I. No. I, no. We'll 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 give them a refund. <laughs> <laughs> if people are wondering who we're talking about. Prairie Lily Coffee here, um, just north of Lloydminster, is going to be our Sober October sponsor. We're going to drink some coffee, support uh, local business, and uh, well, whatever. Yeah, I'm down with all that. No, I, we'll, we'll, old, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll a big talk old about wuss. It. That's fine. That's fine. You don't you don't want to do it? That's fine. That's fine, too. Okay. All right. You got eight months to get ready for it, or nine months almost. So, don't stress. So, Start mentally preparing for the yeah. inevitable. Tonight we got. Uh, obviously, we have we have Marty on, which will be interesting to hear your thoughts. Uh, we got fourteen, roughly fourteen. Although three of them are all kind of weirdly happy news, I think. But I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I got the clock. You're not separate. talking about the the one where Alec Baldwin shot somebody is happy news, are you? <laughs> Uh, no, no. Okay. All right. So what I've got is I got 30 minutes on the clock. I gave us a bonus two minutes for Marty being here. Um, and essentially, uh, we'll see how we do. And like I said, to anyone uh, watching the live stream, uh, shoot your comments off. We'll check them at the end if there is any. And, uh, you know, maybe people have no thoughts on what we do. Either way, let's kick this thing off. I'm going to hit the clock mm -hmm. and we'll start here with uh, the first which is um, Canada positioning itself as a leader in commercial space launches because it's not rocket science. Uh, and here we go, Sean. We're going to butcher some names for this week. Transport Minister Minister Omar Algebra announced Friday that the federal government will develop the regulatory requirements, safety standards, and licensing conditions necessary to authorize commercial satellite space launches from Canada within the next three years. And one of the company hopes uh, one of the companies hopes to be able to launch its first rocket capable of carrying a load in 2025, with plans to scale up to eight to ten launches a year or soon after. So where's the UFO landing site? I know there's a UFO landing site in Canada, or is there a launch site? It's up in your oh, neck so of the that's, woods. That, well, it's kind of by St. Paul, isn't it? Yeah, so maybe that's what they're thinking. Because when I first saw that news, I'm like, you know, I mean, we, we don't even have a naval industry anymore. We can't even build a warship. And somehow or other, we're going we're gonna to launch spaceships? Like, I, I, maybe I misunderstood or misread, but I, 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 I don't see how we're going to do this. I... I just find the whole thing fascinating. First of all, why do we have Omar Algebra as the transport minister? We've got a man who isn't even tall enough to sit in the front seat of a vehicle as our transportation minister. 
I mean, I get that hobbits know a little bit about journeys, but they don't particularly do a great job of executing on them for the most part. And oh. and so and and then you've yeah, just so, put a visual in my head that I don't want to see. I got Omar sitting in the front seat there with his feet dangling, like you said, he can barely reach. But it, seriously, though, I mean, it it, it would be. I researched it. I looked into it. It's like, where are they going to launch the spaceships from? Like, I, 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 I'm Quebec, at a loss. Probably, probably, yeah. It's a, it's a make work project, but it's not a very good one. Is, is what I think it is. I yeah. thought it was just classic government that they're just like, okay, well, now we've got some people interested in doing this. The first thing we need to do is make a whole bunch of rules regarding what they can and cannot do. They're the people launching themselves into space. They're not going to just go half-assed. This isn't going to be just <laughs> just some cowboy um, operation. They're probably planning on having return flights from space, I'm guessing. And we heard so about it. You, you, yeah, huh? you, you probably don't have to worry too much about regulating them. No, no. <laughs> there. Do, do I need to hit it twice for twos? You know, it's funny. Uh, we're going to talk about this story probably in a year's time, and it's going to be we spent $8 billion and have nothing to show for it. That's probably what's going to happen. Hopefully not. Veteran banned from having a bank account. We only accept clients who did uh, time in Guantanamo Bay. Uh, I think people of the show know uh, Jeremy McKenzie. Well, political commentator, podcaster, and Canadian Armed Force, uh, Forces veteran Jeremy McKenzie, a.k.a. Uh, the raging dissident is debanked by the Bank of Nova Scotia uh, without giving any reason. While notifying McKenzie about the ban, Graham from so Scotia Bank noted on a phone call that, and I quote, the bank determined that this relationship is outside of its risk appetite. So McKenzie is now banned or soon to be banned as soon as he has this letter from entering any of the Scotia Bank branches or premises in person without first getting a written consent from the bank. This was a strange, you know, guys is a, a guy who's interviewed Jeremy and he's had his run-ins mm -hmm. with the law, no doubt, uh, for a bank to come out and ban him from their premises and give him basically 30 days to get his money and get the heck out. Um, welcome. Well, and I love the way, you know, he, he asked poignantly, you know, what's the excuse? And they said, you're outside of our risk appetite. And he's like, what part of my risk don't you like? My my military pension. I mean, he, he, and he was very clever and very calm. Wow. Because um, I, I, mean, I could I, you just imagine getting a phone call out of the blue and then it being that and then handling it the way he did? It, yeah, I, absolute props to him. Oh yeah, no absolute props, and and then um, so I, I don't know what this like. I I can't imagine what this is going to be like. Like he's th this is devastating, you know. Like what what are you, what is he going to do? He's got he's got twenty eight days to get his money out of the bank and stash is I don't know. And you you get a job somewhere, and they say, okay, well, do you do direct deposit? And you say, well, no, you. I, I don't have a bank account. And they say, okay, can we cut you a check? And you say, no, I can't go into the bank to cash it. Yeah. Like, this is just, it's insane. And the fact that they said they're, they're completely ending all of, they're closing all of his accounts because they're outside of his risk tolerance. How much risk tolerance do you need to accept to give someone a checking account? Well, I think of the people that have bank accounts with the bank. Trudeau has a bank account. Freeland has a bank account. Omar Qatar has a bank account. Everybody has a bank account. Like, you know, it's... Yeah. it's uh, Scotiabank, it, if we recall, is the one that uh, uh, was distancing itself from uh, gun uh, um, 
sellers of guns and everything else, I'm thinking of Profit River in particular. I remember seeing the story where they were trying to distance themselves from that too. So this isn't something new from uh, Scotiabank. I mean, they've been trying to distance themselves from what they uh, uh, perceive as risk. Um, but it's, you know, it, it's it just gets stranger and stranger as it goes. And now it's an individual. Yeah, no, and, and and related to this is the fact that in Canada, you know, we learned last month that uh, that the Bank of Canada, for the first time in eighty-seven years, lost money. So the Bank of Canada lost and something not like even five, a small amount either. No, like five hundred million. So here's a bank distancing itself from someone. You'd think that the banks right now would be so desperate that they'd want people's money, but uh, you, you'd uh, think if they wanted to separate themselves from risk, they distance themselves from the Canadian government. Yeah, yeah, no, and and uh, hit the buzzer on this one. This one, <laughs> <laughs> Marty's calling them already. Yeah, yeah, coming in hot, folks. Yeah, yeah. Alec, Bo you know it's gonna be fun to have Marty on here, where he's like, "The buzzer's gone, twos. The buzzer's gone." You know, because twos will just sit there and keep talking. Keep Either on way. talking. Alec Baldwin no. charges uh, complicate the filming of Rust. Uh, Alec Baldwin charges obviously complicate the the efforts to finish trouble the. The Rust movie, and if people don't recall, he uh, killed a person on set. He thought he had no bullets in the chamber or blanks or what have you. And a settlement with the family of the uh, cinematographer who was slain on the set of called uh, set called for resuming production with her widower serving as now an executive producer. But it, it the entire article Talk about failing is, up. Uh, <laughs> sure. I mean, the entire article. I can't figure out whether he's suing. Baldwin and they're going to just destroy the movie or if they're actually getting back on the set and get going it's it's very confusing a uh, little read to be honest it's a mess it's a mess it is what it is it's a mess I mean uh, it's a tragic mess I mean you know I, I'm a gun owner. I, I'm, I'm as, as you guys are too. I mean, you don't, you don't point a gun at anybody. Even that's rule number one. You don't point a gun, even if it's a blank gun or whatever. Ever. He shot a gun. He, he killed someone. The story disappeared. I just brought it up because I thought it was interesting that the story surfaced, especially in Canada. You know where, where. Um, gun laws are front and center with the government trying to ban all sorts of things. So I'm, I'm, you know, the joke is, are we going to ban prop guns and, and is that going to affect the movie industry in this country and other things? And, and I, I think it, I don't see why it wouldn't. Okay. Quick story about the time that I was in hell on wheels. I actually, they, they had me pointing a gun at, uh, at one of the guys when, when I was in that TV show. And so he hands me like lever action 30, 30, and he's handing a few out to like the the guy who's in charge of them. He's handing a few out to a few people, and he's like, "Okay, don't don't action it, don't don't play with it, nothing. Just leave it exactly how it is." And I'm like, "Dude, I need to make sure it's not loaded." He's like, "It's not loaded." I'm like, "I need either to make sure I either I do it or I can watch you do it, but someone is going to action this gun and make sure that it's not loaded." And then just like, oh, "Fine." happy yes actually thank you and then yeah, we're yeah. standing there waiting to film and the one guy's like you could tell that nobody else had ever held a gun in their life and the one guy's like poking me in the back of my calf just incidentally with the muzzle of his rifle and i'm like come on guys like I, I get the fact that this is out of your wheelhouse and that there's safe guns and stuff like that but you don't need to be literally sticking it into my leg like there's yeah the this the firearm safety on sets is a little bit wanting
in the do you, industry. Do you think, you know, you know like, uh, I'm not saying you bring, uh, you think that should be taught in, in schools or, or yes. something along that lines? You know, like, uh, absolutely. I don't know about firearm United safety. States. Yeah. Like, I don't know oh, about I, the United yeah. States, but like, you think of Canada and how, how much Hands down. rural country we have. Uh, I think everybody, I, I think everybody should at least handle a firearm once in their life. And in fact, I think everybody should have one. It's, 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 uh, it's a tool. And I think that it would go a long way towards um, knowledge when it comes to, you know, gun bans and things like that. Like, honestly, if you don't have a pal or an RPAL, you should not be expressing an opinion on firearms laws in Canada. Right. Well, you, you got to know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Then, but then if you if, with that kind of rule, then you're excluding me from a lot of discussions. I mean, then I can't talk about women's right because I'm not a woman and I can't talk about whatever. So, eh. well, th this is more about the education rather than the application. Like, yeah, do yeah. you understand how this stuff works? Okay, then you can spout off on the internet about it. Yeah. Now, now you have uh, your own special check mark for people who have their pal and our pal. <laughs> Perfect. Just, Jacinda Ardern uh, resigns, quoted as saying, I've stashed away enough money. <laughs> oh, man, that's a clue. Anyways, New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern uh, has said that she is resigning, and it's an unexpected announcement that came as she confirmed a national election for October. She's quoted as saying, I'm human. Politicians are human. We give all that we can for as long as we can, and then it's time. And for me, it's time now. Asked uh, how she would like New Zealanders, to, how does she remember her leadership? She said, as someone who always tried to be kind. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the one line that I figured Marty put, in, put this article up here just for that one line. Yeah, and and you gotta admit the timing is suspicious, right? I mean, she's got an entire um, their election is not until October, and then she just resigns like suddenly right now. I think we're gonna hear something more about this in the next uh, three or four weeks, perhaps, or or not. Maybe she signed the deal and it's buried. But uh, you know, I I have no love loss for that lady. I'm not a New Zealander. I don't even I've never been there. But I mean, their measures looked like they were. She she made she made Trudeau look compassionate. I think in in yep. some and sense. Every time they installed another lockdown, she grew another tooth. Oh, which I mean, if we ever <laughs> and an Adam's it, apple. Well, I mean, pay she, attention. Yeah, so like she grew fifty Adam's apples, but she's got way more teeth than a human ought to have. She's yeah. basically so, like so the shark. So who's next? Uh, you know, like we we compared that's a good her to question. Yeah, yeah that's a who's good question. next? Right? Who, who's next? Because I, I I think I think some of the, either either somebody dug up something on her, which is one possibility. But I also think there's you know we've seen it even in Canada. A lot of politicians are just going to jump ships because um, slipping in the polls. And yeah. I'm guessing that in the next year, people are going to start looking back less and less kindly upon the politicians who overstepped in terms of what they did with lockdowns and yep. the just the way and, it just and how she pitted against up. the citizens against each other right mm -hmm. she yep. i mean that was a playbook 101 that seemed to go with new zealand and australia and canada all these you know pitting the citizens against each other she was you know like i mean I yeah and, and her in that yeah, yeah, and and then I think we're going to talk about Davos, and she always featured nicely at Davos. You know, uh, Schwab loved one to talk about leaders. his young leaders, and she was one of them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, good riddance. Perfectly ended.
Davos 2023 uh, conspiracy theory. Uh, the annual event uh, in Swiss uh, ski resort town of Davos, which opens Monday, obviously, uh, this was uh, last week, uh, has increasingly become a target of bizarre claims from a growing chorus of commentators who believe the forum involves a group of elites manipulating global events for their own b benefit. Experts say what was once a conspiracy theory found in the internet, Internet's underbelly has now hit mainstream. And this is, quote, this isn't a conspiracy theory that is playing out on the extreme fringes, uh, said Alex Friedfeld, a researcher with the Anti-Defamation League who has studied anti-government extremism. We're seeing it on mainstream social media platforms being shared by regular Americans. We're seeing it being spread by mainstream media figures right on their primetime news, on their nightly networks. And it goes on to say, now it's increasingly mainstream corners of the internet on conservative talk shows. The Great Reset, uh, Reset has become shorthand for what skeptics say is a reorganization of society using global uncertainty as a, uh, a guise to take away rights. Believers argue that measures include pandemic lockdowns, vaccine mandates, are tools to consolidate power and undercut individual sovereignty. That's, uh, that's, anyways, yeah, have at her, fellas. I don't know if I Sean, need to, at just, this point. Sean, just real need, quick. Just, can I just hit the buzzer and carry on? No, no, just, just real quick. Um, you know, it's not just on, it's not just on social media. It's not just on the news. Can you bring up the Amazon page that's in there? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Here, give me a sec, folks. Here. And, and okay. while you're doing as, that, Coops and I were talking I, offline yesterday or two days ago. Like, I'd want to go. I want to go there. I want to go to Davos. I want to oh, see. I would absolutely go in a I want to be a fly on the wall, you know. And then, uh, and, and, and I have one question. We've all seen that picture of Schwab on the beach, whatever, where he's dressed in the, like, the white frilly stuff with the little uh, dangling on his junk. You never seen that picture? Yeah, like they, I've seen it. I I don't know if it's been authenticated, but yeah, I mean, I'd like to know because it, it, it's probably true. Yeah. yeah so here's is. here's the conspiracy theory on Amazon. You can literally buy a book that Klaus Schwab wrote about the Great Reset, but it's a conspiracy theory. This page that you're you're showing us from Amazon, where you can buy the book that he wrote about this exact topic, is somehow. A conspiracy theory. Well, you got this book, you got Agenda Thirty One or whatever Thirty. I mean, there's they don't even hide it. Actually, they 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 no, don't no. try to hide it. They they talk about this openly. I mean, Schwab has talked openly how he's what's his exact word? Does he say he's inserted those young leaders like the Trudeaus or we've we've penetrated the cabinets or whatever he says in his in his Darth Vader voice? Like he's proud of it. He's proud of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's just an absolute Bond villain. And this is perfect. They're going to meet up at their mountaintop secret lair. Like, this yeah. is just straight. Like, he's just he's just an absolute fucking Blofeld. And and it's just it's this hiding in plain sight where I, I don't know if the mainstream media probably some well, of them that, is like. But, but this is why the entire article, I don't, you read it. Everybody watching laughs. We don't even need to talk about it. You just hit the buzzer and move on. Because at the end of the day, everybody already knows. Like yeah. Now the only the only good thing I'm happy about the only good thing is some, yeah it seems to have lost a little bit of its appeal. This year was you know the people aren't going and a few leaders are distancing themselves. So hopefully hopefully it's done. Actually, and 
Yeah, let, nah, let's not go there. I was gonna wish harm on on, but no, no, no harm. We, we, uh, I'll <laughs> say this. I'll say this, Marty. We know it's not done. Christia Freeland yeah. and all them are still over there. They're still talking the same jargon. They're still oh, like, yeah. you know, like it, Klaus Schwab had the video coming out talking about, you know. Uh, uh, Actually, I want to stay on that one for a second. Did you see her speech where she? Uh, she was trying to say something that in her mind made absolute sense. She was talking about disinflation. No, no. The other one where she's talking about to bring uh, 10 people out of poverty in China, you need to um, uh, lower one American or one Canadian into poverty. Like she was doing some math because no, to, to average out the world and have everybody be middle class, you need for every 10 in China you elevate, you need to lower a Canadian. And I'm like, I know what you're trying to say, honey, but it's it ain't going to happen. I'm not, the first you know, thing, the first thing you learn about economics is that it's not a zero sum situation. Everybody can have different ways to expand the pie. Right. That's, that's like that's pretty much like as soon as you get the nomenclature down on the first date, that's what they teach you on the second date. Right. And the fact that our minister of finance doesn't realize the core concept that economics is built upon. Hey. Vote liberal. Welcome to Canada. <laughs> Australia oh. unlikely to follow Canada in slashing alcohol consumption guidelines. Uh, Australian health authorities are unlikely to change their current. Well, I mean, people probably saw the alcohol consumption guidelines can get changed. Anyways, uh, Australia health authorities are unlikely to change current alcohol consumption guidelines from 10 <laughs> standard drinks a week, despite Canadian officials now recommending just two over the same period. Uh, Canadian released new guidelines this week recommending citizens drink no more than two standard drinks a week to prevent the risk of illness and disease such as cancer. And Australians' recommendation for more than 10 standard drinks a week and no more than four a day for men and women. And uh, th then it went on to talk about uh, warning labels on bottles of booze and, you know, trying to tell about the health implications and, and warning, you know, pregnant women not to drink alcohol. I just thought it was hilarious. I mean, I always thought we'd, you know, Canadians drink. Actually, in Canada, I always think that you start at the West Coast and you go East and the consumption just increases. I always thought Albertans drank a lot. Then you go to Newfoundland, you go, holy shit, man. So so if Canada uh, standard lowers the, you know, the the recommended to two, that means that uh, Newfoundland's going to have to lower theirs to what? Well, Ten. I mean, of course, of course they, of course they drink lots. I mean, you know, you're out for a few beers and you're like, okay, I better call it a day. I've got to work tomorrow. Nobody in the East Coast ever has to say that. <laughs> so, and, no, no, but, but actually, I don't think we have time, but we'll mention it to the people. You have to find the link of that guy from toronto who got interviewed about this so i put it with in the no uh, teeth and with yeah. no teeth or uh you can't handle the tooth I, that's gotta go yeah. uh that meme's gotta be uh promoted but i love that guy he comes out and he's got like what the six pack of milwaukee and the six pack of like club beer or something like that he's not a two day a drink uh, or two drink a week guy oh no no, no. not at all i thought no. it was funny in that in that one article from the guardian it said almost half the cases were breast cancer in females, and a third of the cases were associated with drinking one standard drink a day, presumably or more. So, so that would imply that more than half the cases are, are pardon me. Um, yeah. Hit, so if almost if here? almost half the here? cases were from one drink a day or more, that would mean that that 
presumably I'm, I'm, I'm saying this backwards, but basically it's saying that if you're drinking at least one drink a day, you've got a lower chance of getting breast cancer or, or any of these other diseases than otherwise. And the other thing was, was, was it the CBC article where they were talking about how, yeah, yeah. Drinking's really gone up during the pandemic. So we need to cut, you know, during the lockdown. So we need to cut down on the drinking. No, no, no. You need to cut down on the lockdowns. Well, and, and I hope there's nothing more nefarious that it is for our health that they're recommending this. But I do think that in a sense, it's also a bit of gaslighting. I, I, I fear that we, you know, the pandemic caused all sorts of other problems and they're going to blame some of the other problems on drinking. So the pandemic you know, didn't cause the problems. The reaction caused right. the problems. Right. Right. They're but, already doing yeah, that. Yeah, it's... They're, they're already doing that on everything, Marty. Totally, they're already, totally. They're, they're like you exercise too much, you're having a heart attack. You you, you do this, you're having this. You play too you're many video that. games. They just, you everything walk too they much. control, they're already trying to they're already trying to anyways. Anyway. Yeah, we're going into stroke season as if that's a new <laughs> thing now. <laughs> okay. How cold is it? It's only twenty nine point three C. You better wear a toque. Uh, this coming uh, from Sydney, uh, down in Australia. It said, uh, Sydney is on the verge of recording its longest spell of days below 30 degrees Celsius. Now, all of us sitting here are going, oh, that's so terrible. Yeah, wow. Um, but but it's the first time in 140, uh, 140 years since 1883 that they've had this long spell uh, below the 30-degree mark. The Harbor City has warmed since its pre-Christmas record cold spell, but Tuesday's maximum of 26.6 degrees Celsius at Observatory Hill marked the 323rd consecutive day under 30 C, already the longest stretch in three decades. And with the high, uh, the daily high forecast to remain comfortable below uh, 30 C for the remainder of the week, the run of sub uh, negative 30 days will be extended but to at least 327, uh, the most since an all-time record of 339 days set in 1880. Three. And we set the opposite records. Didn't you guys near Edmonton last year set a number of consecutive days below freezing? Like you hit 200 days, I think, in northern Alberta. So I, I just found, I found sure, this story maybe. fascinating because, you know, I was just looking on that other Australian stuff and this showed up. I mean, um, nobody's talking about this. If we, uh, Out of control forest fires, out of control flooding, something that plays into narrative. But, you know, a slightly cooling trend and nobody's talking about it. Well, that's because it doesn't fit, fit the, narrative, the narrative. It right? doesn't yeah. fit the narrative. Because, absolutely. Because if it's if it's hot, it's climate change, and if it's temperate, it's weather. Yep. Or you don't have all the facts. Oh, right? we, none of us have the facts. That's kind of the whole point that we're always trying to make. Is the science is settled? Well, fuck. How do you explain this? Oh, we're just going to call it the pause. Okay. Well, how do you explain the pause? <laughs> Well, it's it's called the pause. Next question. Like this is just this is how they answer everything, right? You're like, okay, how does how does this fit into your climate modeling? How does this fit into everywhere is warming three times faster than everywhere else? How does this fit into any of your predictions? The short answer, it doesn't. You don't see Greta Thunberg talking about this, and you definitely fucking won't. No, this one's buried. Yep. But dude, you know, that, sorry that we should we should have talked about Greta this. We we still can, but that that was a strange little thing there too, where they staged her being arrested. Like hey, you're you're watching that and you're like, this is this is pretty strange. Yeah, it's part of Davos, I guess. It's it's, it's a Davos conspiracy. So uh, Greta Thunberg. 
getting yeah she's smiling she uh, weren't the cops like taking selfies with her while she was doing it pretty much it was a huge it was a huge like ordeal you know with cameramen everywhere i mean she should have tried that in canada just smile with the horses as they trample her (laughs) the cbc launches cross-country tour to drum up awareness for their fledgling organization the cbc president catherine tate is kicking off a cross-country campaign to talk about the broadcaster and what it brings to canadians i quote social media and the volume of information spewing out from so many channels has led to this kind of undermining of our trust in public institutions said tate in a video you know if they uh, the truth has caused the trust in cbc to be undermined yeah. and you know, somehow that's not their fault can you you know how much i don't know if it'd be fun it'd be interesting if uh, uh she called and said, Hey, Sean, would you like to bring me across Canada and have like a little, you know, let's find out what people really think. I'd be like, well, buckle up. You should totally do that. I yeah. know. Like, yeah. you should much... have her on the show. Honestly, oh, I she's agree. doing a cross country but, tour, but, 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 but twos, as we pointed out in all the links you sent, you search for it. You can't find the tour. You can't find oh, yeah. it. And what's her tour? Like, is she, is she going to meet, uh, That's let's say nobody knows you Google yeah. it, you yeah. Google it. You can't even find it. You can't find any dates. You can't find any places. You can't find anything. So like, it's just another smoke and mirrors bullshit uh, yeah. thing. At least that's like, what it looks like. It was yeah, such I... a disaster that when she posted it on Twitter, Simon Fraser university, where it was the big kicking off of this actually untagged themselves from the Twitter post. So the progressives are distancing themselves from this dumpster fire, tire fire, train wreck bullshit. How much That's fun too would it bad. be? Yeah, you know what? The CBC shouldn't be doing news. That's my opinion. I mean, CBC should stick to comedy. They don't. And then they shouldn't. And they, because, well, they don't do that either. Yeah, they don't do anything. I don't I, like, you know, uh, if you're paid by the government, you cannot be reporting the news. That's a conflict of interest. That's absolutely. Uh, and I don't know why 100%. people don't see that. I really don't understand. Well, I think more and more people do see it. I, I, I think a lot of people see it. I think every day there's more and more people that see it. The thing is, is if she really wanted to find out what people really think, like uh, a cross country tour, I think it'd be great. You just have to advertise it, and then you got to be willing to sit and get yelled at. Yep. Why? Why you, your jaw? And you'd find out pretty quick what. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. So if she did sort of like uh, Trudeau's town halls, where where she wasn't sitting with another journalist, if she just sat sat on stage at universities or a couple of places and took question, holy shit! Can you imagine what she'd hear? Yeah. No, she's not. But ready but for I mean, that. but you yeah, want you want to fix them. this? But you want to fix CBC? Wouldn't that be a way to start? She doesn't want to fix the I know, CBC. I know. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I realize. She lives in New York, Sean. Does she? Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I didn't know I mean, that. I didn't know that. Huh. Anyways, there there you go. At the end of the day, wouldn't that be fun for an SMP Presents? You know, the president okay. of CBC, Catherine that Tate. Would, that would be good. Side note, Twitter recently changed the verified status for CBC. <laughs> To call oh, them yeah, a, yeah. Government organization. a government organization. Shoot, I should uh, uh, give me a sec here. I'll pull that up because that was uh, that was that's freaking awesome. Here, let me. Uh... Oh, it's just absolutely beautiful. Like that. That's just right there. You know what? Here's here's next month's eight dollars. I'm looking forward to see what you come up with in February, Elon. Where where? Is... Oh, right here. Here here it is. Here it is. Okay, here we right go. There. Okay. 
So there you go. It says, awesome. Twitter rightly labels CBC a government organization. The propaganda check mark is now official. And it shows that this account is verified because it is a government or multilateral organization uh, account. Account. Yes. There you go. There you go. So, so Twitter's on top of it. Um, this week in liberal cor- corruption, we can't go a week without talking about the liberals oh, and how I they... feel like we need like a jingle. You know, a little like <laughs> do, 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 maybe a little kind of Actually, graphic a, or something like that. That's not a bad like idea. Somebody send us. Uh, somebody go search some jingles. We'll we'll throw a little jingle in here because the corruption uh, yeah. of the week da, 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 or the yeah. corruption yeah. with the liberals. Somebody whatever should, the hell it is. This week they're all uh, food related, right? Everybody's giving a contract to their cousin Apu who delivers food. That's what it seemed like. Uh, yeah, and we're all left to eat cake. Yeah. It says a second liberal minister gave thousands in contracts to a foodie firm with family. I can't believe they call it a foodie firm. First off, anyways, with a family ties to a senior staffer and housing minister, Ahmed Hussein's office, Global News, has learned. Uh, Marcy Len, the minister of women and gender equality, gave 10,000 in constituency contracts to Munch More Media, a Toronto-based public relations firm specializing in promoting the restaurant and food service industry. And then it it goes on. Um, uh, to say Global News reported Thursday that the director of Munchmore Media, uh, Hiba Tariq, is the sister of Tia Tariq, who has held the se- several senior staffer roles in the Liberal government over the last six years. And it carried on saying Weston's uh, Weston constituency office gave much, much more media at least 93000 in taxpayer-funded constituency money since January 2021. And then the Paul Wells article, I thought was, there was one part in it. I'm just like, this This is great. So, oh, that's me. Uh, of course, the timer. There you go. There's 30 minutes, folks. We're through it. Uh, Jesus. Paul, Paul Wells says, look at what much more media did when Global came calling. One, they erased their website. Two, they scrubbed their Instagram. Three, they shut down their Twitter account, which Global says had a single follower. Four, they left their Instagram account, whose last post was from 2018, and their linked account, LinkedIn account, which lists four followers and names no employees intact. This is not a company with a proud story to tell. There's a term for yep. a communications firm that it uses no social media. It's a firm that had damn well better of a sister in the minister's office. Well, that's exactly it. Like, this is... You know, I hear this, this I hear stories like this and drained. Yeah, I hear yeah yeah we need to drain the swamp but then some days I hear stories like that and I go god I maybe I should just join them maybe I should just join them you know put together a company send a yeah. contract let's make a hundred thousand dollars and let's walk away like yeah. it, it it because it's it seems like it's that easy right I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start a company and I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my dog Dexter in charge of the company and uh apply for loans it's not even loans it's it's just yeah, it's cash, just free money, free money. Yeah, it's it's just cash money. You just like, I don't know. I, yeah, I well, the thing that upsets I gotta me, get, about- I got to get my brother-in-law in politics because it's got to be your brother-in-law, yeah. or you know, or maybe like a cousin or something, right? Because as long as you got that little bit of separation, you know, and, Margaret and, and, Trudeau, and, you know, Justin's mom, got all these lucrative speaking gigs. Do you and, honestly? And this is the tip of the iceberg, right? Old socialite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and and then I, in fact, even in my circle, I got people go. Oh, it's just good. It's just a government. It's just ten thousand dollars. Were you worried about it, Marty? I'm like, well, it's just ten thousand. <laughs> you know, and... I had the same thought. I was looking at it, and I'm like, like, are we gonna talk? Like, 
it's only ninety three thousand dollars. Should we talk about it? And then this is how numb we've gotten. To this is how numb ongoing we've gotten. liberal yeah. corruption. This is why this is why like, we need a drink. It's only ninety three thousand dollars. Like I feel like somebody out there should sing us a jingle. Somebody, somebody's got a great voice or a funny voice, and they somebody's just, on it. Some, someone, somewhere, I just want to click a button, and I just want it to say "liberal corruption" or "the rooster slurper yeah. of the week." Something like that would just be fantastic, and I can just hit a button, and it just comes in. So if you're listening and you think that's you, uh, let's let's do it. Send it to me because uh, I think it'd be a lot of fun to to have somebody pop in like that. Either way. Oh, it, sorry. Real quick though, Anthony House, father, liberal MP. He was talking on Twitter about how they need to end these personal attacks in politics, um, you know, and and talk about policy rather than attacking opponents' character. Honestly, like, why don't you get some with some good character? Why don't you have pe- people with integrity, and then they won't have character that's really easy to attack? Anyway, NHL players doesn't uh, NHL player doesn't do the dance. Cal- cancel culture drops the gloves. Um, Provorov has been dominating headlines for this week after deciding not to wear a Pride-themed jersey during warm-ups ahead of Philadelphia's game against the Anaheim Ducks on Tuesday night. While the rest of his teammates donned the LGBT-themed sweaters during warm-ups, Provorov remained in the locker room. I respect, and He's quoted as saying, I respect everybody and I respect everybody's choices. Uh, my choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. And then, and then shit storm followed. Uh, this is the one that I remember watching Tim and Sig guys, uh, and I've interviewed, uh, Tim McAuliffe multiple times. And of course, Sid Sixero, uh, left, uh, that show and th- he had a giant rant. And so here's just part of his rant. Okay. He said, find the Philadelphia Flyers a million dollars. What I heard last night was offensive and made no sense. Nothing scares me more than any human being sa- uh, who says I'm not doing this because of my religious beliefs. Just a few short days after the most uh, most in mainstream media crucified. Uh, well, no, sorry, that's that's what he said. And then, anyways, uh, then this is the, where the you sec- would say end quote. No, sorry, end quote. <laughs> yes, I, I, and and then uh, what I put after that it was just a few days after this, um, where everybody crucified him. His Philadelphia Flyers jerseys have officially sold out online at both the NHL shops and Fanatic fanatics the only shirt uh shirts left are the extra small so size extra small so but, like but but he did everything that he was supposed to right he he stayed in the locker room i mean this is a nothing burger this is not a story I, like, no no I, that's that i agree because with you, it's do the dance yeah. dance for us monkey and if yeah. you don't we'll cancel you and he's like well and, and since was, like, you guys you guys a- can do your own thing and that's fine we just, we put just, the other uh, rat in the in the nest there the uh, the American who said you know you should be sent to Ukraine and oh, sure, fighting a sure. war and, and the NHL, like, yeah the NHL analyst EJ Hradic on the NHL Network yeah. said that uh, if he doesn't want to wear a pro LGB LBGTQ uniform he should leave America go back to Russia and fight in the war against Ukraine wow you go from supporting the LGBTQ to being sent but, to a no. concentration camp Listen, almost. Listen, this, like this, when you talk about this being a nothing burger, it's it's two yeah. things. One, a guy stands for something, and he has a he's gonna he believes in his religion, Russian Orthodox. Mm-hmm. Don't know, you know. Yeah, to me, it's Orthodox, like, but yeah, yeah, whatever. But you, you just thing. go. He he literally says that, and he gets called out for having beliefs. Deep found. Dude, let's do the same thing at work. I mean, like, no. uh, if, I, if so, he was Muslim, we but, wouldn't be but, having but this. But here's conversation. the thing: if you wanted to, if if your goal is Sid Six Zero, and he's saying I want to protect the 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 community, 
not talking about it would do better than promoting it. Totally. And, and trying to call it out because trying to call it out had the the opposite effect. It was it, total it made, Streisand effect. Yeah, it, it just it 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 didn't do what they wanted. And, and, it blew and, up in their face. It made them look like a bunch of idiots. Yeah, and it's not in our list today, but it happened today, I believe, and it's LBGTQ. Did you see the M&M story that broke out today also? So that's no. the Yeah. They, they yeah. said they were going to get away from the M&Ms with legs. and The, the little M&M mascots, they, they added a purple one about uh, three months ago. And then all of a sudden, that one became controversial because she had high heels. So then the M&M said, forget it. We're done with the little mascots. And we're uh, oh, like, and, and my thought to that is, if you get offended by that, you need mm -hmm. to look at your life. Like, I mean, you know, there's 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 bigger things in life to worry about than whether an M&M candy mascot is... Okay, uh... this, what they're talking <laughs> about, it says, there's been a lot of buzz about the sexiness or rather unsexiness of the M&M spokes candies lately, so much that the brand has taken an indefinite pause from using the iconic candy characters. On Monday, M&M's, uh, which is owned by uh, Mars Wrigley, made the surprise announcement that it would halt the use of the polarizing... I don't think polarizing characters. Okay. In the last year, we've made some changes to our beloved spokes candies. We weren't sure if anyone would even notice the brand wrote in a statement shared on social media. And so they are, they're getting rid of them. Yeah. Polarizing. America, Those little candies at the bottom are polarizing. America, let's talk. In the last year, we've made some changes to our beloved spokes candies. We weren't sure if anyone would even notice, and we definitely didn't think it would break the internet. But now we get it. Even a candy shoes can be polarizing, which was the last thing M&M's wanted since we're all about bringing people together. Therefore, we have decided to take an indefinite pause from the spokes candies. In their place, we are proud to introduce a spokesperson America can agree on, the beloved Maya Rudolph. We are confident Miss Rudolph will champion the power of fun to create a world where everyone feels they belong. <laughs> uh, you can't make this stuff up, guys. No, you can't. And the Chinese are just looking at us going, yeah, yeah, keep doing that. Keep doing that. You know, like, wow. It's just, uh, okay. you know, I, I will say this, this, this concerted effort across all of these progressive governments in the world right now to make things like energy more scarce and less affordable is going to go a long way towards making people care more about heating their homes. Like, cause this is this is just manufactured outrage. This is just bullshit for the sake of being mad about something because you don't have a legitimate grievance. And when people need to start, you know, like cutting up their their kitchen table to heat their house, yeah, they're gonna stop caring about whether or not the the Eminem has sexy boots on or whether or not some NHL player wore the right jersey. Yeah, I mean, this is right this, this is something that came out of somebody's school program. This is an eight year a grade eight teacher who's doing a little thing with the kids. She's like, I want you to write a complaint letter to 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 a brand, and some kid wrote a letter, and that that's like that's where this kind of stuff. Because who who seriously sits down? And gets offended at an M&M candy. I, I, I remember. I, I'm the, laughing. The kids, I can't think of it. Like the, the kids, the kids watch. I think a lot of kids watch uh, Paw Patrol, and I remember there being outrage because of uh, uh, one of the the police, one of the dogs being a police dog, and a whole bunch of stuff coming down the pipe about that. I can't remember how stupid it was because at the time I was like, "This is the most absurd thing in the world." Paw Patrol, like we're gonna get outraged by this, anyways. Uh, to me, this is in the same breath as M&M's not uh, sexy, not sexy either way. And then you grew I'll up watching a Longhorn Foghorn on uh, Looney Tunes. I say, I say, boy. 
Uh, attempts to ban- different generations of cartoons, but yes, yeah, yeah. Attempts to ban tobogganing in Oshawa going downhill fast. This is a strange story too. Um, tobogganing could be soon banned at all but two parks in Oshawa. A move that one city councilor says would be an overreaction uh, to a fatal incident on a hill in the nation's capital two years ago on Monday. Oshawa's community and operations services committee voted four-two in favor of a staff recommendation to prohibit tobogganing on all city property with the exception of designated tobogganing hills. Uh, Ward 5 Councillor Brian Nicholson told uh, CP224.com that if the city goes through with this measure, which still has to be approved by council as a whole, it may as well be ch- uh, change its slogan to Oshawa, no fun allowed. He uh, went on to say, I have probably had about 15 to 20 emails since yesterday. It's all over Facebook and other social media. And the general reaction from the community is this is the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Uh, I mean, you that's what you expect from governments. You can. And uh, and this is this is a perfect case of a slippery slope, guys. He says, I mean, you can limit all you, you can't limit all liability. People swim in a pool. Occasionally, some people get in trouble, but we don't close pools. We don't close beaches. I mean, I've, I've seen. I'm surprised it's taken this long. Actually, it's not. You know, a lot of like you said, the two governments are going this way. I mean, I have a buddy who used to go across. There's a little pond near his property, a little uh, water pond uh, that belonged to the city, and he just used a snowblower, and the kids would skate on it. And about three years ago, he got a letter. It was sternly written by the city of Calgary. You can't do that. You know, too much liability. Blah blah blah. So, um, I'm I'm. I'm not surprised that I'm actually surprised that there isn't a city that's done this already, but you know, I don't support it, but I'm not surprised that nobody's done it. It's, it's a stupid law. Like who the hell is going to enforce it? You know, are are you going to have, you're just going to have bylaw people, you know, the same people. Well, now that we can let people skate on, on outdoor rinks, they've got nothing else to do. So they're going to go around stopping people from tobogganing. And, you know, I tried to find some information about the, the death that they were talking about a couple of years ago, and I, I couldn't find anything. So I just I assume that somebody just sp- sprayed a bunch of Pam on the bottom of a of a crazy carpet. And and that's that's what happened. But um, which we all I, did. I mean, God, you know, remember tobogganing down the hill? What did you do? Who'd you aim for? You didn't aim, aim for the open spot. You aim for you your can, you can you knocking can, his you legs out. <laughs> we, we've all been in the park if you have kids. Yeah. Where they yeah. have like it almost fully enclosed. Uh, actually, on a, a summer trip this this past summer, there was a train, like an actual train, and they had put up like everything to prevent kids from getting to the top of the train. And yet, it just gave them ladders and things, and there was kids just <laughs> dangling and getting over them and being on top of the train. That's what kids do. They they make the safest thing in the world the most dangerous thing at all times. So no matter what you try and do, they're always going to try and be a little more dangerous. That's a, that's yeah, that's yeah. A, a typical. But then then the cities step things up. Like I was at uh, one of the parks around Glenmore a couple years ago, and they had this new merry-go-round with this pneumatic limiter. So that you couldn't get it going really fast, because as soon as it started going fast, these pistons would would charge up, and it would it would put the brakes Break on. Break it, yeah, yeah, right. And you're just, like this is like let them be kids. Like, like I, I get the fact that you don't want your kids hurt, and as as a municipality, you don't want to have you know getting sued or anything like that. I was uh, shoot. 
I mean, if you had a hill like uh, if you had a hill that's you know forty five degree slope that ends down at the bottom is a traffic uh, street, sure, maybe it's, go it's put it. It's called her... it's called common sense, fellows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I labeled the last couple three just into happy news. We got we got three different stories, uh, and we can certainly discuss. I see some comments that I want to get to as well. The one of the ones I I wanted to 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 definitely highlight. Is the U.S. Coast Guard gives citizens a safe, uh, oh my safe God. from a tur turtle mule? This, this okay. Is, throw this, this one up. I'm going to throw this about. one up on. Yes, this one is freaking wild. Here, look at this. It says the U.S. Coast Guard found a turtle with fifty-three million dollars worth of cocaine strapped to it. And you can see oh. the turtle in the. But in what's the, the purpose of the turtle? I don't understand why. Why like. Well, slowly, I mean, he, he was slowly, probably he, he was slowly. broke. He was down on his luck. He was about to lose his shell, and he needed to just, you know, be a be a drug mule. Yeah, I mean, this is animal. Right? But I mean, like, finest, pick a but... slower animal. Like they, like I, I don't know. Did this? <laughs> did this? I don't know when this animal left Cuba or whatever. But was it like eighty years ago? Like, there's there's literally no worse animal Can you, you could pick to ferry your drugs around than a turtle. Can you imagine having fifty-three million dollars worth of drugs? Now, what would you, you do if you found one of those? Just one of those bricks. You're just driving. You're just <laughs> scooting along, and you find one. Do you keep it, or do you just keep going? I would. I, I, I would probably try and find some way to offload you, it and make. Can you, you imagine know, being the guy sitting money. there? You you know, Jorez is like, or whoever is like, hey, where, where's the drugs today? Uh. Same place as yesterday. Yeah, Walter's yeah. a little slow today, but he's getting there. He's getting there. <laughs> oh, man. It's been like three months. Why did you pick the turtle? <laughs> there is every other animal in the world. Did you pick the turtle? <laughs> oh, man. Like, when you see that, you're just like, that's, anyways, that's, that's worth, uh, that's worth a, a laugh. Um, uh, one of the other ones was uh, was um, Wyoming legislators are pushing a bill in Cheyenne that could uh, phase out electric vehicles. So not not phase out gas powered vehicles, the opposite way, phase out electric vehicles by 2035 uh, to protect a state economy largely fueled by gas and oil. Uh, the bill stressed the importance of gas powered vehicles as they enable industries and businesses in the stage. Uh, in that state to engage in commerce and the transportation goods and resources. So that's interesting because, you know, like everybody's all about this 2030, 2035. And, and, you know, the more people you talk to are like, yeah, we can't even handle that. We, we literally can't. So it's interesting to see maybe the first signs. Of well, it's good. We have somebody to trade us. with. I mean, we'll ban or gas and they'll ban electric. So at least we can trade with somebody. Yeah. And then finally, uh, me and Tuza, I think a lot of people saw this one. Uh, I'm going to pull it up, too. I purposely well. did not look at this one. You guys, did, you didn't want me to know what this story was, so I didn't look well, at well, it. So. Yeah, so so Marty and I talked about this a couple days before because I had it up in the mashup um, right up uh, before he even had a chance to start looking at it. And he's like, well, what's a rink burger? I'm like, well, what do you mean you don't know? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Wait, you don't know. We'll what have ring this burgers? discussion exactly. So I know what a ring burger is. I'm just wondering if there was a. Well, no, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, we we. Yeah, so, ring burgers. Basically, every small town in Saskatchewan is exactly the same, but different. And they all have a curling rink and a skating rink where they make burgers, and then they do the same for the slow pitch games and stuff like that. And 
every small town puts a different little bit of panache on it. And so this is a CBC article about it, which is kind of funny because it, it reads like, I don't know, somebody in I mean, it, in England wrote it, maybe. But you know, somebody day, who has no idea day, what and, small town Saskatchewan is like. Yeah, I, I don't know. Two, two is where's your favorite small town Sasburger from? I'm not going to name the town because I don't really want to out myself you don't that yourself. much. Okay, so we but won't But I will say name... that the best rank burgers are soaked in tomato Great. soup. Ooh. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I don't, I can't Those say are the that. best was... rank burgers. The best rank burgers here's, here's, tomato soup. For me, a burger is not a rank burger, but south of Edson, there's a little town called Rob. If you're ever drilling in that part of the world or doing and at the Rob Hotel, the kitchen sink burger is like crazy. It's awesome. Hmm. I, I, uh, Hillmon does, uh, I hate to, uh, I was going to name a couple different places, but Hillmon has a, a breakfast sandwich that is like delightful. Just absolutely delightful. Leg, little ham, little cheese, just like, ah. Uh, like what's, can't wait for the what's next special tournament. about it compared to any other breakfast sandwich it's just fantastic twos it's made with whatever hillmon has sitting there i don't know it's fantastic why does it have to be why does it have to be soaked in tomato soup maybe i don't like tomato soup dude you need to try it it's delectable <laughs> well, tell us where it is twos tell no. us where tell us where it is Maybe you just made this East up. East of you Hillmont. Know, you know, it's funny. He won't tell us, folks, where, where this burger is with the tomato soup. Maybe one of our listeners knows where this infamous tomato soup burger is. If you is. know, you know. And you're going to be like, oh, Have you wait. ever tried making this at home? Have you ever been like, oh, let's try this out and dunked it in tomato? Or is this can only be made it's at the, the rink? It's not the same. It's... it's... I think I've seen that at, at Oilman's Barbecues. You're talking when they got that big al aluminum pan full of tomato sauce, and, and then they put all the patties in there, and you just pull yeah, one it's, out. It's not the same. It's not the same. Mel's mm. crock pot in the hut next to the slow pitch mm. diamonds. Yeah, that's next to the ball diamonds. It's It's got to be that. Just yeah, making food why. real quick. My wife tonight same. made uh, this morning. She took all morning to make it, but uh, Karen made a doner, like, uh, you know, one of those uh, mm -hmm. blocks of meat, but she made it with moose, and it was so nice. good. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here, here, Here's some comments coming in off of uh, uh, Facebook, guys. Kevin Stepanski, I, I was wondering if either of you had seen anything about this. CBC allegation that Alberta Premier contacted the prosecution on the Coots border arrest warrant. Has anybody seen anything on that? Uh, I saw something. I didn't read the article, but the gist of it I got was that there had been no emails going back and forth. And so until there's actually any proof of this happening, it's going to be just left as it is. The CBC is so basically it, retracting the story. They they, they, they they heard of an email. They didn't do any checking. They wrote the story. And, so they did what CBC that's does. That's so best. weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the Mar Martina... And I'm sorry, Martina. I don't know how to say your last name. I'm going to say I'm Be Bevilacqua, I'd say. Or There's Marty trying. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. Uh, Christine Anderson's coming for across uh, Canada tour here pretty quick. And I got no problem tossing that up. Uh, I think she'd be interesting to see. She called out Trudeau quite a while back. Um, what the else? name's ringing a bell. Christine Anderson? Let's, yeah. I feel like we were just talking about her maybe just offline a week or two ago. Who's Christine Anderson? Let's you know, let's let's explain it. Well, here I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up her uh, uh, here. I can probably do this. No, I can't do this. Come on, Sean. Um, she's from uh, a European uh, politician. 
is where oh, oh yes oh yes. <laughs> yeah yes Ding, 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 ding. Uh, from, European from Union politician, then. Uh, yes. Yeah, she's, she's the, the one who slammed EU Trudeau big time. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, that's that's totally worthwhile. I, I would totally go see that. I don't know if that, but now now you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Do I? Yes. I think everybody's got uh, where we're at with that. Um. Uh. What else do we got here? Um. That's. There's a whole bunch of different. Uh, there's a bunch of people from Saskatchewan naming their specific towns and saying that we're all out of our minds for thinking that their town doesn't have the best ring burger. No, actually, uh, it, it, it's Zane. He says twos. You only need to look back to 2020, where the police. Uh, uh, that's oh, yeah. what I was talking kids. about. That's what yeah, I was talking Ocean, about. Was I o said, Ocean, Ocean Wiseblatt. Wiseblatt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we yeah. did we did crazier things than that during COVID. I mean, they put sand on uh, on they ice. Sand they, on ice. They they they, 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 uh, they put sand in the skate parks, and then people started dirt. Yeah, and they put plywood over the basketball net so the kids couldn't dunk in them. Like, come on, like, it, it, and yeah. the rule is, yeah. Uh, I always wonder, like, who's the guy? You know, you show up at work to, and and your and your foreman says, "Hey, Larry, guess what? I want you to do today. I want you to grab a truckload of sand and go." spread it over the skating rink i'd be like oh i quit you know i quit yeah oh yeah absolutely like the I the think, video like, from somewhere in europe like where somewhere, there was that guy just yeah. running down the beach and that mm -hmm. cop tries to catch him and then eventually gives up yeah because he's trying to catch him because oh you're not supposed to be outside and there's no one for hundreds of yards in any direction but that guy's outside he's doing his own thing and that's not allowed no here, here's here's the maybe the final one that I'll I'll toss out before we we kick off for the night. And then I can it, appreciate that. The, you know, yeah. I have this thought pretty much every week we do this segment, and what uh, Martina said is this world is so fucked up, and it's like, you read through the headlines and you go, um, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, like, like Marty, like, you texted me earlier today, and you were just something like, you know, is every week like this? And I was like, dude. <laughs> I feel like we need to go to two times a week just because it's always like this. And and this isn't the National Enquirer anymore or or some bullshit magazine. These are real genuine headlines that are legit, you know? Yeah. And and there's stuff that ends up on the cutting room floor and even there was a couple, you know, at the end at the end of it where I was like, I don't know, should we talk about this? Should we talk about it? Like we could have made this twice as long. Totally. Well, no, every 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 week we can make it like 30 articles, but yeah. it you you just hand pick ten. Actually, I, I kind of you know I gotta I gotta I'm always curious what the listener thinks, right? So obviously when this airs tomorrow on the podcast and everything else, uh, the text line and and mm -hmm. people can text me anytime. Half of them know my my number at all times. But either either way, it's like um, having Marty on here and uh, and adding in a couple things like the Eminem story was was like really that was really enjoyable because uh, sometimes we get so focused on the headlines. You kind of forget to like pay attention to what actually come out today to keep it like extremely relevant. Like this, the Eminem thing is not knowing that is like, well, there's another one. Another one bites the <laughs> dust for the week, you know, like, uh, anyways, um, and Barb, Gar Barb Golka, uh, I've interviewed her on the podcast a while back. So hi, Barb. Uh, she said the reason why CBC are retracting is it never happened. I heard Premier Smith say that it was false. I'm sure uh, Premier Smith had a few choice words on on exactly yep. what happened. Well, there. I mean, Catherine Tate in her 
sit down with Simon Fraser University said that they were the gold standard for journalistic integrity and and they um they, no they that's have Rachel a really Gilmore. high bar to that's set. Rachel Gilmore you and, can't do better than Rachel Gilmore <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah yeah they set the bar really high and I'm like yeah or maybe the person who sets the bar is really high um but yeah it's... <laughs> Martina says having Marty on is great I think uh how come um, Tuesday never gets that love that's bullshit because I never <laughs> sorry folks I'm if you're texting me I can't seem to make out those those ones um thanks for hopping on Marty with us this week it's been yeah, fun, yeah this was um, this was fun yeah thank you guys yeah well we 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 seem to have a lot of fun on on the Tuesday mashup if if you yes, know for do. such depressing stuff that comes through we seem to make a few different people laugh. I, some of the comments that come in week to week of people having to pull over because they're laughing so hard and things like that, it's pretty good. So hopefully we uh, we lived up to that expect, uh, expectation again tonight. Either way, thanks for hopping on. Thanks for uh, yeah, thanks, Marty. You know, being here, folks, uh, on the live stream. And if you're hearing it, to obviously, Tuesday morning to the Dairy Cartel. Well, we know what you're all about and everything else. And uh, we'll look forward to oh, the 50 texts. At, uh, I got sent an interesting article about mafia ties to the dairy cartel. We <laughs> should talk about that in a future episode. I still think the dairy cartel should come on. And we can put a little mask over his face, you know, like a little twos. Um, well, we'll, put a, we'll, yeah. we'll build a dairy cartel so that he can come on. And uh, 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 that way we could actually banter with him. I think that'd be a ton of fun. Either way. Thanks for tuning in to uh, week 39. And uh, we will catch up to you guys next week. Fellas, once again, thanks for hopping on tonight, and uh, we'll leave it there. Thanks, buddy. Good night, everyone. Night, Marty.